Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The world is a great big Jaffa cake. Some people don't like it, others do. Either way, it's okay. All you've got to say is not today. Thank you. Well, a very good morning to you. I hope that uh, the love of our Lord Jesus Christ moves in you and on you and over your left eye. Uh, We'll talk a bit more about that directly. But in the meantime, uh, your prayers, please, for Nigel Farage. Uh, Warned by the police not to flout lockdown rules. Uh, All he was doing was travelling to Dover to whip up a bit of fear and hatred over immigration. Yet again, it's one rule for Nigel Farage and the same rule for everyone else. In any case, welcome to the podcast. Praise him! Not today, thank you. Nigel Farage, best thing that's happened to this country in years. Absolutely disgraceful. Always trying to speak truth. <laughs> uh, good morning. Uh, listen, there's just a lot of business to get through, and I love it. Thank you very much to everyone who's contributed or contributed. Uh, depending, let's not get onto that. We had enough trouble with Wednesdays. Uh, Donald Thrubwell was talking about Turkish Delight. We were talking about that. Uh, people not fans. I love me some Turkish Delight. He says, um, hello, not today, pod. I'm in full agreement with you. The uh, Turkish Delight portrayed in The Lion, the Witch and the Thinly Veiled Allegory. <laughs> Praise him! Uh, did not prepare me for the horrible, jellified bath bomb reality. Come on. If I was Edmund, it would have to be Bombay mix to keep me on side. <laughs> That's a great. We should redo the line the witch in the wardrobe. Just completely. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rodney Fernandez says, uh, I run a small coffee roasters. Oh, that's cool. Can we. How do I get some? Uh, and I've become a real fan of black filter coffee with a level teaspoon of butter. <laughs> Who needs the coffee? It is relatively smooth and tastes like a peanut butter chunky ch- chunky Kit Kat, but without the sugar. Uh, I pointless. It sounds amazing. I, I I don't need to butterize more of my life. Like I just I don't need more butter in my life. I need l- less. But Dave Stitch is in agreement though. He says a teaspoon of butter in black coffee that it's whizzed in a blender for a few seconds makes a hot fluffy zing cake. What's a hot fluffy zing cake? That's I knew there was a thing with like yak butter, isn't there? In like Nepal or something. 
Anyway, David Alt uh, took the job. Now, he's been doing this amazing project where he's trying to catalogue uh, the cost of Jaffa Cakes and find out the cheapest and most expensive. And there's an online form, which I suspect is still uh, running, if you want to contribute. David, I'm sure, will retweet it, and then I'll retweet it, and we can all retweet it. Anyway, uh, in haiku format, haiku, Mike Reed, classic FM, Masorgsky. I know who he is. Just Googled him. Anyway, uh, he's in haiku format. He's got some uh, news about the most expensive Jaffa cakes. It says, value mostly unchanged. Pick and pay South Africa, still most expensive. But £5 for 12 Jack Fulton's lime-flavoured cakes, 41p each. That's from Claudio. Zanzibar in Curmudgeoned, Yorkland, not Pemba. Don't know, I don't understand any of that, but thank you. <laughs> I uh, thank you thank you he also established it would take 202 million tea bags laid side by side to get from york to new york and posted a picture of the two david alts side by side um he's he's been busy it's it's important to make your lockdown count thanks for all of that david alt that david alt not the other david alt there is another jake yap i emailed him once i think to say hey <laughs> You're Jake Yap, and I'm Jake Yap. Uh, He ignored it. That's fine. Uh, I I can see how he probably didn't find it interesting. He's a drummer in the Midlands. Uh, He's probably... I think he's probably coming up for about 30 now. I didn't stalk him or anything. (laughs) Sounds like I stalked him. I didn't stalk him. Um, It was really weird, like he'd floss before he brushed his... I don't know. Uh, But, um, yeah... Just putting that out there. Hellcat Press. In answer to Not Today Pods, at Not Today Pods, question about tea. The best way to enjoy tea is to throw it in the harbour while loudly asserting your independence. Uh, Hashtag, go Boston. Uh, and then said, uh, regarding what flavours pair best with chocolate. Yes, that was my question. That's what I tossed out yesterday. Uh, raspberry and dark chocolate is a divine combination. The bitterness of the dark chocolate complements the tartness of the raspberry. It's delicious. Yeah, I mean, I yes, if it's a like a dehydrated raspberry thing. It's not as nice as like white chocolate with raspberry on a cookie. Remember those? Oh, God. Hannah emailed. It's not today at swanburst.com. I'm being picked up on my pronunciation of raspberry. 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 Hannah emailed. Morning, Jake. Hope all is well with you and yours and the apostles. The word now pops up in my predictive text box. Combining two of the recent topics, peanut butter stirred into hot chocolate is divine. I keep meaning to try that. Oh, today might be the day. I think I need peanut... <gasps> cashew butter. Come on. Creamy cashew butter. Maybe peanut butter. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. Hannah says, I'm now going to go and make one. Yeah, I think you might have seeded that. It's going to be like, you know, like the end of EastEnders, there's a huge spike of, you know, the nation going, putting the kettle on or whatever it is. Anyway, take care and stay safe. Hannah, thanks very much. Yes, you too, Hannah. And uh, David uh, emailed to say, Dear Jake, uh, to follow up on today's food discussion, while chocolate yogurt... (laughs) 
not a metaphor. It's pretty unheard of in the UK. I have happy memories of Tony. That's with an I. Tony. Chocolate yoghurt, which I used to get through an awful lot of when living in Zurich in the mid-90s. What are you doing in Zurich in the mid-90s? Excellent description at this page. The Tony Jorgutz, traditionally in glass jars, used to be hugely popular in the 1980s when I was a child. They're still on the shelves, but not equally sought after anymore. Chocolate yogurts are a must in Switzerland. <laughs> it's nice to have a family tradition. <laughs> Our family like the Tony ones the best, especially the deep, dark bit at the bottom of the jar. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so there was a deposit on the glass jars and stuff and uh they, it's great he says switzerland's always been way ahead of us uh with more environmentally friendly packaging materials and i don't remember buying milk in anything other than a plastic bag for insertion into a matching sized jug during the entire three years i lived there cheers for now david thanks very much i mean a plastic bag full of milk is i mean just on a holistic environmental level it's well, actually, it takes a lot of water to make soy milk, but you didn't... It's still less. Anyway, Jackie. Hi, Jake. How are you in this? The lockdown paradox of not wanting to keep staying in, but not actually wanting to go out either. Yes, I'm there. Uh, she says, I'm at the crying at Lego animation stage, so all good here. <laughs> yes, that's very encouraging. I cry, I cry at anything right now. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure I've cried at Lego... Uh, I, I I cry at anything where people have done an enormous amount of work just to entertain anyone, really, but particularly children. Like if if I see something where people have done a lot of really hard, difficult work solely to make my kid laugh, I'm I'm, I'm lost. Anyway, she says, you ask about what goes with chocolate. Well, mint does. We know that. It's a classic. Do we, Jackie? Do we? Because I'm not so sure. Sure! Lettuce! Courgette! Broccoli! Knock yourself out! Any green leafy... The pinnacle of this combination, says Jackie, is surely the after eight mint, which, like imperial leather soap and gold blend instant coffee, simply oozes class and elegance. <laughs> 1980s voiceovers. Very smooth. Slightly creepy. Oh, hello. However, uh, I am from poor stock, says Jackie, and we were only allowed them once a year at Christmas. Oh, so my ever resourceful five-year-old self found a neat trick, a handy workaround that I've never shared before, but will share with you now. And it's this. When, after dinner, you're allowed a handful of chocolate buttons or maybe a Freddo, make as if to eat it. Then, and here's the genius. Run upstairs with the said chocolate still in your mouth. Head for the bathroom, grab the toothpaste, and squeeze a little bit in your mouth. Et voila! Instant chocolate classic goodness. You're welcome. Oh, that's like. That's really poignant. Oh, I suddenly feel quite emotional about that, but I am at the crying at Lego stage. Genuinely welling up at that. I don't know why. Um, oh, take care, you lovely lot. Jack in Brent, the London borough, not the regional manager of the Wenham Hog Branch in Slough. And then she just writes underneath, toothpaste chocolate. Gem. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, hashtag chocolate, not chocolate. Uh, we had a chocolate fountain. 
at our wedding fountain we had a chocolate fountain at our wedding well so many of us do the nerves uh, as was the fashion in the mid noughties the morning after we were told that someone who remains unidentified can we have like an amnesty on the podcast like if they come forward had been seen whipping a sausage through the chocolate <laughs> Which may or may not have been a euphemism. Hey! I don't know, chocolate-dipped sausages. I could get behind that more than a chocolate-dipped strawberry. Incidentally, says Jem, I'm with you on the fruit chocolate stuff, although the current Mrs. B would disagree as she's partial to a dipped strawberry. 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 Uh, I very much favoured the marshmallows as perhaps the only acceptable dippy. Yes, I agree. Uh, I, if it's a opaque, it will probably work with chocolate. Pasta, peanut butter, bread, like opaque foods, anything even remotely translucent. It's not going to work. Suzette DeRosia. Uh, I had a chocolate fountain nightmare. <laughs> oh, I'm interested. At a ladies retreat. Oh, no. Unmechanical women setting up. No one would help. These are Suzette's words and not mine. I stepped up. And regret the moment we turned it on. <laughs> it sprayed everywhere. They all knew a thing about her skills. Also, uh, Suzette asks, uh, who is in Texas, I think, uh, what is a proper biscuit for tea? Doesn't Oreo qualify? Uh, no, uh, no, I'm afraid not. No, uh, I, I, I've tried. They don't have the right consistency. There has to be a, a loose crumb uh, to favour tea absorption. Um, I would say probably a graham cracker. A graham cracker. Mm, I love a graham cracker. Uh, a graham cracker. Why? Graham. Graham. I dropped your syllable again, Graham, just to let you know. Graham. Herb. Herbs. Makes it sound French. When I lived in Washington, D.C., there was a there was a shop in Van Ness, which was up the road from Cleveland Park, where I lived. I walked past it when I was going to edit bad ground force trailers. And uh, I loved it. The shop was called La Cheeserie. Makes it French. La Cheeserie. It's a cheeserie. La Cheeserie. <laughs> oh, it was sweet. Anyway. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Martin with an I, not a Y, says uh, to deviate just a tad. Uh, adding sugary stuff to meat is just weird. Oh, you don't want my chocolate dipped sausage? Bacon says Martin, does not need maple syrup or a sugary glaze. Sausages and apples should be kept apart. Pineapple is not for gammon. That's clearly an egg. I, I think I think I agree. Rick Bean agrees. Fruit and chocolate's just wrong. I can't stand misadvised food combinations. See also pineapple on pizza. I'm not really down with pineapple on pizza. I'm sorry. I know that makes me, like, ultra-conservative. David... Alt says, yeah, but the fruit and biscuit Yorkie's tasty, though. Sure. Like, I'm say- like if you held a grape up to the sun, you could probably see a little bit through it. But a raisin? It's, it's opaque, man. It's, a- it's fully opaque. I don't want water-filled cells combining with chocolate. Is that all right? James Hart, brief rundown. Chocolate and citrus, a summary. Chocolate orange, thanks Terry. Yes. Chocolate limes, sucky sweet. You can sometimes get them in a poundland. Yes. Chocolate lemons, they don't exist, but I am not sure why. Chocolate grapefruit, hashtag might be a euphemism. Um, not with you on chocolate limes. Like, I eat them, but it's like, it's two things. Like, I'd like a lime sweet, and then I'd like a chocolate sweet. Why do I have to have them both at the same time? It's not like you go, oh, Tomato soup and chocolate mousse. What a wonderful meal. I think I'll eat them with the same spoon. Anyway. Oh, and pancakes make more or less everything with chocolate acceptable, says James. That's a good shout. Pancakes are a good medium, aren't they? They're a great neutraliser in a way. Uh, Una uh, says, I'm with David on the pronunciation of where... Yes. I uh, just thought I'd share. Also, cooked carrots are horrible, but raw ones are marvellous. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think I'm absolutely with you on that. Even roasted carrots. Like, I'll eat roasted carrots. But I'm not really happy. I love you. I mean, I can do, like, a carrot soup. I love you. Uh, Duncan. Vegetectus. Overcooked carrots are disgusting, but then again, so is all overcooked veg. Of course, overcooked potatoes are, well, mash. I think you mean mush. Let's draw a line under all of that for now. I mean, you can still get in touch. It's at nottodaypod or nottoday at swanburst.com. Neil has sent us a missive. He says... It's, what is it now? Week 52 of lockdown or something? And here's my hot take. 
Everybody's going a bit nuts. I know I am. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it now. Like, I really, like, it's not, so, you know, we're all, you know, I, I'm going to start doing uh, artistic installations soon. I think you know what medium I'm going to be using. At the outset, says Neil, as a reasonably fit mountain walking type of person, I thought, yeah, having to stay indoors for an indeterminate period will be no problem. I'll set up my bike on a static bike stand thing, perhaps, so I can ride it in the garden and stay healthy. It'll be good. Fun, even. Possibly. Even if, ultimately, I'll be both literally and figuratively going nowhere. Then, in the manner of a schoolchild preparing endless exam revision timetables... Rather than actually doing some revision, I moved the bike around a few times just to make sure it was in, in, in the right place. Sometimes it went in the shed in case of rain, and other times it sat outside. Uh, the main thing that didn't happen to it was any actual cycling. This weekend, after however many weeks it's been, I realised that the reason I haven't been cycling, apart from the fact that I, I didn't really want to, and that doing exercise when you can't go out is basically just a frustrating annoyance, is that I couldn't find my other white sock. I have socks. I have, if I'm honest, far too many socks. Some so old they can probably remember when Tony Blair was PM. Oh, yeah. But you see, they're either mountain walking socks, lovely thick warm socks, or black ordinary walking around socks. And for some reason, I've convinced myself that if I'm going to do some exercise, I, ne I need to have white, these are the type of socks you wear when doing exercise, socks. Okay? So far, I've only found one of these socks. Not one pair, just one. On the plus side, I feel that one white sock is better than none, but at the same time, I've convinced myself that it's definitely one sock too few to actually do any exercise. Okay? So instead, my bike has gone back in the shed again. Looks like rain. Better to be safe than sorry. And my exercise regime is largely reduced to walking between my study desk and the fridge to see if, miraculously, any treats have appeared in there. So far, they have not. When I find that other white suit sock, though, sorry. Oh, boy. Well, I'll probably find some other excuse keep up the good work stay safe all the best neil thanks neil you too socks it's it's a critical thing um i always have a, a bit of an issue when i'm doing when i'm doing joe wicks when he's doing me uh of, of what what to wear on my feet because I, I i can't really wear trainers because i'm doing it like on a yoga mat and i'll just rip it up and some socks are anyway i don't know i don't know some people doing some experiments. Uh, the Patreons uh, at a certain tier are watching the um, the live stream of this podcast and are currently experimenting with putting things into their coffee. And <laughs> I don't think it's going well. Uh, I was thinking, uh, Ollie, I, did you, no, Julie, you you wouldn't do no, not not cashew butter in coffee. That's wrong. Cashew butter in hot chocolate. Ordinary butter in coffee, <laughs> obviously. This is very straightforward. <clears throat> and uh, Owen is saying, I wonder if you stirred cookie butter into coffee. What's cookie butter? Might need to know about that. In fact, uh, Owen's husband, Jason, has been in touch to say, Hi, Jake. You mentioned exchange students on a recent episode. I was one back in 1991. 
Oh, yeah. Early 90s exchanges. Uh, I went to Japan for a year and lived in a medium-sized town in the north of the main island where I was the first foreign student and one of the first non-Japanese people, period, to ever live in the town. Wow. In February, there's a holiday called Sitsubun. I'm pretty sure that's completely authentic, where a group of people go from door to door. At each house, you throw a handful of soybeans into the house and yell, Oniwa Sotu Fukuwauchi! Same to you, fella! Oh, which essentially means, Demons out! Good spirits in! One person in the group is always dressed as a demon, and because they thought it would be funny, they dressed the foreigner up in the big papier-mâché head. Uh, I was a news story pretty much everywhere I went, so at the end of the day's bean-throwing excursions, I haven't been on one of those for ages, uh, we retired to the tea shop, <clears throat> excuse me, owned by one of my host families, and were greeted by the local news. I was still dressed in the demon costume. As I was waiting for the news crew to set up, a customer came into the tea shop, a young woman carrying her baby. I was standing next to the counter, so she walked up beside me. I thought the demon head might frighten the baby, so I took it off, revealing my actual foreign head. The baby began screaming and would not stop until I left the shop. <laughs> oh, dear, Jason. There's a lesson in there somewhere, I'm sure, he says. Demonically yours, Jackson in Tucson. Like, Jason, if you now live in Tucson, you're going to have to put a C into your name, aren't you? Just to harmonise. Jax, Jason in Tucson. Thanks very much for that. Does anyone else have some good uh, foreign exchange stories? I've, I haven't got a foreign exchange story, but I've got a story about going to Belgium, which maybe I'll share with you uh, tomorrow if, if, if you're interested. Um, but uh, on, the, uh, on the subject of uh, demons, demons out and good spirits in, Pat... Hello has uh, emailed me this YouTube clip of a, uh, a, a pastor, an American televangelist, uh, solving the problem of the coronavirus in America, which is great news for everybody. Uh, and what I like is that there's a guy beside him uh, who's, who's just, just sort of trying to chip in a bit and sort of keep the conversation going and... <laughs> That's quite funny. We'll exercise judgment right now. Because we in have... In the name of Jesus! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's off. Yeah, I was just... Uh, yeah. Standing in the office yeah. of the prophet of God, I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your yep. power. Yep. You yep. get off the nation i yep. demand judgment yeah. on you i demand oh. i demand i demand what, what? a vaccination oh. to come immediately yes yeah yes actually that's a that is a very good idea i call you done yeah don i call you don gone don gone you come down it no more hmm yeah. Finished. 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 It is over. Yeah. And the United States of America is healed and well Thank you. again. 
Praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah, I want to go. Glory. Peace. Who is also the Prince of War. Oh. The Lord Jesus Christ. When oppressive, mean, nasty people. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like attack that. Attack his people. When mean, hmm. oppressive, nasty diseases. Yeah, they are. Attack his people, George. The Prince of Peace takes his place. He does. He's, yeah, he does. That's and he just... becomes the mighty man of war. Okay. That comes with a salad. Um, do you or would you like would you like fries? Uh, well, I hope you enjoy that. And great news if you're listening in America. Uh, the COVID nineteen has been healed uh, by some unscrupulous televangelists. So um, do think about giving them all of your earthly possessions as you transcend into His glory forever. Talking in tongues. Blah 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 blah. Right. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your company. Um, don't forget any kind of foreign exchanges you went on uh anything that happened to you then and uh all the old gubbins about uh you know experimenting with things in coffee i will see you tomorrow uh lots of love um don't forget you know th this podcast can't really grow without you uh so you know if you're enjoying it uh why not tell a friend it's not like they've got anything else to do right now there's really no way for them to evade that invitation like a zoom invite lurking in your inbox uh, i'll be back tomorrow and uh looking forward to it see you then bye-bye lost love this has been a swanburst media production selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.